Or we're, we're so close together. Too close? No, this is perfect. Are we, we're still starting. Do you like it like that? Like what? All close. cozy? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's a little too close, honestly. <laughs> you want me to be farther away? Yeah. I want my I want my protection, but that's okay. We're not doing this for very I'm, long. I'm right-handed, and my right hand is here, so you're good. Like, this would just be, like, eh, it'd be a tickle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to really have to resist calling this episode Apocalypse Never, <laughs> because then it's like, oh, no, wait, it's two perspectives. It's not just mine. I have to be gracious to you and your little opinions. Your hard opinions. Hard to swallow. Not very. It's actually pretty normal. Yeah, not. She pretty expected. Hard for me. <laughs> You're the one with the crazy hard opinions here, darling. Darling dear. I don't like okay, it. Okay, so should we tell should we tell a little story about how we got here? How we got here right now? We were on the subway. Mm-hmm. On our way or after? On our way. It was before. To see Cocaine Bear. Yeah. And you happen to make some statement. I forget what we were talking about, but just just re-say what you were saying. We were nestled in the corner mm-hmm. in that two-seater on the train. And I really don't remember how it came up, but I know that it led to me telling you <laughs> that <laughs> um, I wish... Mm, in not so many words, I mean in more words, but basically I would be happy if Apocalypse Now had never been made. Yeah. And That's it's, right. It's a bad movie. Yeah. Not ter- not in terms of like the quality of it as cinema. Right. But just like, don't need it. Didn't really do anything and didn't change. Didn't really like, you know. Yeah. Which I guess I disagree with. I don't even know how much I even want to start arguing with you now. I mean, I enjoyed it <laughs> as a movie. And then I was like, uh, this one wasn't it. Years later. Sure. Yeah. I told you Let's I watched be it. be clear about that. Yeah, but I saw it like six years ago. Not that long ago. Really? Yeah. Not that oh, long ago. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because huh, that was your thing. You were like... You probably saw it when you were like a little kid, or like you got, you don't even know you're talking. Are you talking about Platoon? Are you talking about Full exactly. Metal Jacket? Because I'm literally like that. Just doesn't. Because I'm an, not clicking. I'm an idiot in your mind. I'm just like a airhead Valley no, Girl trash. Because I do similar things. I wasn't putting you below me in any way. Well, thank you. I wasn't. It's and true. when I say horrible things to you, I'm not putting you below me. I don't. I've oh. said worse. To, I've said worse to myself. <laughs> that's, that's or about weird. myself. Yeah. I thought you were about to say to your family. I was like, that's not true. Um, but anyway, so now what we're going to do is we're actually going to, we're actually going to engage with the film and specifically with the new final version that is like truly about an hour shorter than that redux. Yeah. Like which, which re put in whole narratives that, that he didn't want in the final film. Like the French, when they get to the French colony, that's like a good 40 minutes or more in the Redux version. And in the final, it's like... Who did the Redux? What's the Redux then? It was like reshaping everything, re-putting in everything that got cut out. And that that was in like 2008 or something. Yeah. That was the first DVD that I had of it, was the Redux version. Yeah. But no longer... 
and this is just an example of my respect and grace for you because I don't want to do this. I don't, no, don't. want to watch this movie right now. I know. Yeah. I don't want to see it again. I am so excited because to me it's like an opportunity to re-engage with the divine. Yeah. Which you just do to yourself on a daily basis. You're just like basking in the movies but you not, want to watch. Yeah, but I mean like last night I watched the new Hong Sang, so you know what I mean? It's been it's been low key. Not everything gives you so you're on my timing is what you're saying. Huh? You you were on my timing last night. Yeah, I was being chill. Slow conversation. But not all not all the times you get to go there. You know what I mean? Um Ugh. Martin Sheen slaying. Slaying. Um is that about it? Do we have anything else to say? Should, what's what's your review of Cocaine Bear? <laughs> 10 I like seconds. Cocaine Bear. Me too. Elizabeth Banks, Autour Hive. <laughs> yes, God. Pitch perfect. Let's um, get it. I think the, the, what really did it for me was when Margot Martindale shoots that kid in the head. I think that was the funniest. Not that, when her that, face gets scraped on the that concrete. Was, that was good, too, but yeah. the other the other part was just bliss. Tar? What do you call a road? Is that concrete? No. Asphalt. Asphalt. Thank and you. It, that was her asphalt. Educating me. That was her <laughs> asphalt. <laughs> Um, no, that was fun. That was fun. That was a fun movie. And this this and then, is not going to be fun. <laughs> fun. I mean, that helicopter For part me. where, like, yeah, what helicopter? Because you're a sick. Well, that like the music helicopter part where they're coming in the beach. Right, the thing everybody nice. talks about. It was that's that was fun. But I mean, music. Well, I don't want to get into it, but I don't know what that's because that seems early on. And it's that kind of I don't know. I don't want to. We, we should. You don't wanna, we'll save this for after. Why do you want to save it? Let's <laughs> let's get it. No, I'm gonna tell I'm like, you everything that's wrong with this movie right now. I'll tell you everything. No, that's no. We have to save it. I think we have to wrap this up. Because I don't and, need and okay. press play. And also, we're gonna watch. Let's be clear that we're also watching a second film that you haven't seen. Right. That I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest to win. Basically, this battle. Um, because the other part of my argument is that yeah, I don't yeah, expand think, it. I don't think war movies should exist. Correct. Narrative war movies, correct? No. And so I'm trying. First, I'm like, let's just read. You, you you don't need to change your opinion on Apocalypse now, but I'm like, but let's let's at least let's at least get granular. And that's also you've never seen the, the his preferred version, so I want I want to see that. Right. You see that too. Let's talk. But war. then I also wanted to bring in Come and See to be like. Can so, you still say that this is this shouldn't that have been this made? genre shouldn't be? Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I, I'm I'm open as much as I can be, and I think that's really powerful. Here I am. And then finally, the episode after this, we're gonna watch one of your totems that I haven't seen. But we wouldn't even say we won't even we won't, we'll speak get to that on we, that yet. We'll get to that when we get You'll to that. You'll see. But um, I didn't want to come here. I walked. You walked 40 minutes or whatever So Walked up all your stairs Because your damn elevator is broken So don't ever say I don't do things for you I would and then I'm not say that I'm not willing to Because we were talked about You're That's open Like a little flower podcast I'm how, a little flower too Of how much you baby flower you're, Yeah You're a fleshy little flower Just waving in the wind Open all right. for all to pollinate Okay Ooh. And cut I am proud to present Ezra and Keith in Cinemush Thank you for tuning in. They are about to smush. Are you ready?
got it. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to sign up. Hello. (laughs) Was that your opening line? Yeah. Sign up for what? The army. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'd love to see you in the outfit at least. Me too. Um, So we did it. We did it. We watched Apocalypse Now. Um, And come and see. (sighs) Literally just now. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so at first off, I just want to hear you at least get this out of the way. Yeah. Um. Do you still stand that that there is no anti-war film, or have you have you made one of one exception? I have elaborations and nuance to add to that for sure. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to start there? Please. I'm fascinated. What I've realized in watching both of these movies come and see and apocalypse now pretty much back to back like less than 24 hours in between Mm -hmm. um apocalypse now is a movie and i realize the problem i have is really with american war movies 100 like I think I really stand by that. And I should have specified that from the beginning because often when we say things, we mean American. Yes. Like when we talk shit, when we, even when we praise things, we're like, it's all over the world. And it's like, no, we're talking about America and the disgusting tendencies that we have. But yeah. So I'm going to bring in a different movie to start. Yeah. Downfall. Have you ever seen it? Yes. The German. Yes. Hitler movie. So that movie is like apocalypse now in my mind where the aggressors make a movie where it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in doing that to reckon with they their own. they victimize themselves mm-hmm. so like in in downfall the german people are the victims the nazis are evil but the people are the victims of this lar- of this you know kind of entity that controlled them mm-hmm. like the nazis saying i was just doing my job basically right but the German people are just being like, we were just here. We were just twiddling our thumbs while millions of people were being massacred. Which, and in the U.S., how you, the only way you can, our version is continue. mainly Vietnamese. War is about the American. Uh, movies about the American war in Vietnam, where it's like, we, our soldiers are the victims. Again. We sent these kids to fight, mm-hmm. so vi- we're victim. We're creating stories of how these young boys and young men are the people who suffered that's in there not the it doesn't say they're the only but that is a in apocalypse now it doesn't do any and like i still stand by that 50 percent of that movie is unwatchable and really it's just it's so cringe it's really it's rough it's really hard i think what it's not earned what I don't have a I have a complex response to that. Yeah. Because for me it's about what you take to the viewing. It it can be so many different things. Yeah. But I know that for you you go 100% when you see a a crack in a door open to allow malignant ideology, you say then then bye. You don't you don't allow it in. Right? And for me I'm a lot more like Yes and no. Yeah, I do agree that 
I see now I have to break down my whole big thesis, which honestly is kind of genius. <laughs> if I just do my own horn, um, we'll see that it's really fascinating to put these two movies parallel because they follow their, their two sides of a fence, but they, they attempt a similar arc of going further and further, you know, you starting with some level of, um, no, we believe in this, this bravado and this is, this is good and fun. And then, and then pushing against it, but, being apocalypse now being the very american one and only i see it as a film that uses really flawed tools because it's maybe all that was had been seen and was in the toolbox to attempt to break what's flawed to, to expose what's flawed about those very things it's a freaky little frankenstein where it's using pieces that are damaging and, and film language like in a very like a gotcha kind of a lot of those it's the first 30 minutes of apocalypse now first 50 maybe that's really like you haven't we're at the first stage that's when all the the scary stuff can slip in because yes we're doing satire but you can and as if you've looked at how people quote robert duvall and stuff and his charismatic character that's like of course like posited as like nuts but he's charismatic and people really love that character and it seems like for a lot of people you do you you blank out everything but maybe some of the so actual like haha stuff you know so it is but but like i say with a lot of things like me watching that movie Immediately, because I don't have any respect for machismo, bravura. Immediately seeing all the poison in that, in those early sequences, I'm not watching it that way. I, I'm disgusted with these characters. I'm, and, and, it, and it, but it, it is, it doesn't quite get you there in the first 30 minutes. It pays off for me once it pushes beyond that. I think the scene for the, that really deals with it as close as possible, still, of course, you can see comparing it to Come and See that you could make you know, things so much more immediate. And yet using this very American wide sweeping technique, the closest it comes to getting this really intimate moment of like, like putting your hands in the filth is when they stop that boat of Vietnamese farmers. That's, that is like the, that's the best bit of that section of the movie that's the most problematic for me. That's when, it, that's when I'm really grounded in the emotion of it, um, you know? It still is really one-sided, but it, it it does succeed for me in giving that sense of pointlessness. And that and that our main character who who you know we who we're seeing be led toward to being Kurtz, right? And in the end he weirdly seems to take him, him over and become him, you know. Um, just kills the woman who, who who they might have saved and just says, I told you not to stop. Basically, he's already accepted, like, that's all that's going to happen. Just killing, just death. You talk to any, you know, like, I mean, like that. When he says afterwards, he's like, I don't know if he says, like, oh, spray someone with a machine gun and then offer them a Band-Aid. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, that's right, that's right. He's like, but like someone, saw someone in half with right. a machine gun and offered him a Band-Aid. Yeah, so, like, it is, in just to that very 
specific thing you just referenced. It is, you know, the narration. I think kind of throughout the narration tries to provide what you're talking about. Yeah. It tries to provide this balance of really unhinged war with itself (laughs) uneven visuals right uneven narrative yeah there's a clash there's a clash for sure um but i just i don't so i mean i mean it makes it fascinating to me it's it is somewhat disturbing somewhat in the early parts for sure throughout um most i mean like but it, it goes in between like rightfully disturbing and seeing that it could have been done better. Yeah. I don't know. What I what I wanted to talk about also about this for this first section and the the difference between that and the battle sequences in Come and See. That where we're looking from. Like there's just that one big sequence of when they raid the village so they can go surf, right? So that Robert Duvall can go surf. Um, that is filmed, that feels suddenly like you're in a 1958 World War II Bridge on the River Kwai shot listed, you know. We see the cart of the farmers go here, you, you kill them here. It's so... You see a game board. It's so from above. It's so, like... Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the only part of the movie that's like that. It's the starting, right? And then, then you get intimate. Then the rest, it's then it gets granular. But it's the way those sequences are filmed that 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 are that bring in a little a, a bit of um, concern. <laughs> well, because I was thinking when we were watching it, like, what if it cut from? Yeah, you need to bring that close to your I mouth, keep, well, baby. Sorry, I'm, I think it keeps falling. Maybe if you Hello? make it a little, sh- make the arm a little shorter. But anyway, I'm <laughs> I, speaking. I feel so... good about this. <laughs> okay, it looks good. But <laughs> I was thinking while we were watching, I was like, what if it went from his call to action, like Martin Sheen being summoned by those dudes, and it went somehow. Obviously, you need some bridge, but it went from there to the granular, skipping over all that really overdone very spectacle very epic very Mm -hmm. battle very like marvel to me (laughs) just very like life lost no intimacy with that because and and it it, it's because it suddenly is you're like oh this is a war movie that section is the only part that you're like but it's all a war movie and i think you don't need that for it to be a war movie i think that's the kind of fallacy is like you need that for it to sell or for i guess to be marketable i mean I mean, capital W, America, like, like Epic. that yeah. movie. Yeah. That's when it's like, oh, it really just, it feels like that right. but kind it's, of a movie. And that's, that's often the, the kind yeah. of, yeah. that's often the conundrum of Hollywood is that how do, you know, Francis Coppola might have the ideas you're talking about. He does, right? But he's balancing the all these different yeah. ways to approach that because he yeah. has to, check certain boxes and he wants to check those boxes like let's not pretend like he wants to make a fully anti-war granular like documentary basically not completely, yeah it's, no it's, it's that he wants to strange mix and it the feels pulp is like there. The, the pulp is there the ambition yeah yeah the the the, the um the grand guignol theater theater of shock like theater yeah. of of misery 
kind mm-hmm. of a thing where like where it's like slide by slide uh, that can feel really heartless. Yeah. But where I'm like I so if you just if I just take that section of the movie bad where it gets I feel his ambition with wanting to transform the movie from that place to where it goes. Mm-hmm. It's complex, but like I have a lot of respect for the attempt to do that, and to, which is to me that makes Apocalypse now the best American war movie. It's the one that gets closest to some kind of um, like it uses. Yes, it's still using a grand, um, good evil symbols. You know, like like all that very American Hollywood filmmaking. But it's the only one that that really tries to dig deep. It tries, but the fatal flaw at the heart of it is that it's a movie made by what people would call the oppressors mm-hmm. about a war in which... So it's like if yeah, if Come and See was made by Germans, right? <laughs> Ten years, you know, in the in 1950s. Imagine like, in, well, they're, they, they slayed that. No, like, they wouldn't have made Come and See. It would be a complete... they made that exact movie, I'd be like, but well, listen to me. Won. Listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Because no, they, when we're making, when the people who are committing the crimes are at the helm of the art, I don't want it. I don't, it's just, it's so. You don't like seeing any sign of it at all. I get that. Because even when he's, even when we, so if we're talking about the American war in Vietnam, even when we try to like be super, you know, left-minded and critical we fall into traps mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, you want to our perspective and you our perspective is hinged on misinformation and uh, this whole system that built this atrocious war. We're we're disciples of it in a way, right? So even when we're trying to fight against that so clean. hard, it's it's like we we victimize the other side by being like, oh, you know, we were so awful to them. They must hate us. We do, we create this narrative. That classic then becomes the of fear. Of othering them in a different way, well, right? Well, they're, they're just going to want to kill us. And, yeah. Right. It's, it's and then like it's like, the, the, it's like, no, because it's a nuanced humanity, right? On both sides. So I don't like, and once you, like, it's just, it's so hard to see that as something that's earned Apocalypse Now because I get that there's good impulse there. I'm, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I just, and I see it. You know, there, it's clearly there. There's very yeah, distinct the moments where, yells. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to be like he's, and he's trying to grapple with it. But you're making a movie, and you're making a narrative movie, and it's just it, in and in in and in that in and of itself, and it's a satire, and he's throwing in all these like American tropes that just fumble it in my mind. It's a beautiful movie. It is like, if I'm turning my brain off and just looking at it as a movie, I don't want people to not feel like I don't see that it is a beautiful, beautiful movie. As That's what's so If I'm looking at it just as a movie, but I can't just look at it and abandon yeah. emotion and social... No, implications historical implications because and, but, it treats an entire and I race of those things either i know you we don't just deal with it differently <laughs> but a movie like that no, that is pretending or attempting to be something critical of war and of this specific war 
and at the same time treats an entire race, an entire country of people as ragdolls and subhuman props. There's no moment where a Vietnamese person speaks in that movie. That's not true, but it's... But you know what I mean. Like, they're not given that time. Of course, they're speaking around, and it's very much extras speaking rather than, like, that's a character. That's an actor. Yeah. It's very... It's And that... They even give that that whole French chapter. They Mm. give this whole French chapter, and that's, for me, like, blows it to a whole other level. It's like, you're going to give the French a voice... In this movie, and, and make not them look like pathetic clowns. But I know what we talked. But, but you. Like, but what, what did you say to me last night? By putting the focus and putting the people at the center, whether it's the Americans or the French, giving them a voice, whether you're critiquing them or not, you're giving them a voice. And the Vietnamese people have none. They, no, he. It feels like he can't cross the aisle. It's, it's insane. Call it, call, it, does it not? Does it not make sense to you though? Why not? Why doesn't he do it? Why doesn't he try? What if... Why what doesn't if, he try? What if it was like, I don't have the place or I'm afraid that I wouldn't handle it right? You, sh- you would say... In the 1970s, movies. white men in Hollywood had that perspective. <laughs> I know this is all... This is all hypothetical. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it, to me... It in gives, this day it and age... like, I'm not touching that. Then don't make the movie. Then don't make the movie. Bring, right. Bring the mic closer. I need them to hear you. Like, I want your voice to be heard. Shorten it a little bit. Is this better? I love it. Wait, I need to get my water bottle. Take a sip. I'm sweating. I'm taking off. This. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking. Too. Well, we were in that room, and also your heaters are on blast. They turned on while we were in there. Yeah. I mean, I don't hear them right now. Bratman Rock shirt for everyone watching. Period. Anyway, say no more. Um, I think. Um, ooh, if I really, if I'm gonna make, if I'm gonna make some sweeping, beautiful generalizations that I hope that maybe might tickle you. Please. I think I have not only a tolerance but somewhat of a draw mm-hmm. to grapple with potentially not well thought out material so much more than you. Like yeah. way more. Yeah, you're very gracious. Yeah, and I can while um yeah, I can I can see put something in context for mm-hmm. myself. Uh why does he why does he deserve grace? What it's not him. Why does this endeavor deserve grace? It's deeper than that for me. Okay, go into that. It's Lay it out for me. I'm so... I live... I have such a perspective and was raised with such a a way of thinking of um, accepting people's best and not declaiming that they couldn't get further. That's how I want people to see me. I I, I try to be so gracious with, with people's flaws because I know how flawed I am and how selfish I can be and, and, and blind and all of that. And I also just like my understanding of the world as a child was so absent of pain and misery completely, you know? Like, these things were so far away that it became more of a personal thing when I started diving into movies myself at, like, 13, 14, that I felt like I was teaching, showing myself the world. And I, I... Which became, like... 
it's my communion with humanity and I can disagree agree or disagree but it's always worth it for me to look in there and see what you know and and see what I can see and like Apocalypse Now is a really rich text it is flawed but when it comes to talking about America's reckoning with Vietnam it's kind of the the biggest thing we have that that it's flaws that make its flaws really loud and it's it's contradictions and and everything um really glaring um but for me it still stands pretty tall in history it's it's it you know it's like a major benchmark you know what is the value of a fictionalized filmic account of war (sighs) that I could say so much. <laughs> um, because for, speaking from my own experience from... Yeah. Well, because where, where I was going with this was that you as a Jewish person, mm-hmm. as a child, you were, were in contact pretty immediately, I imagine, with understandings of, of grand suffering and Absolutely. misery and pain. Um, so it makes so much sense why you'd be like, why do I need more proof of that? For me, it, it's, it was so important to me because I look back and those films were what shaped my understanding of what humans are capable of and what the world really was. That's what they were for me. And I know that they can be that for other people and that is an important thing. Yeah. They should try and be as good as possible. Like, we can, they can't all be... I mean, because you, you immediately... War movies are rarely made by people who experienced it. There's a, But I mean, like come and see he he straight up saw his whole family get murdered <laughs> yeah um and then another a rare one, a rare hollywood one there's a few samuel fuller's the big red one is his account of world war ii it was like heavily stripped back the tone completely changed and sanitized when it originally came out mm-hmm. and then like 20 years later he released his version yeah. which is like almost puts like it doesn't aesthetically put Apocalypse Now to shame thank you it it just keeps gravity's always gonna win sorry everyone everyone just listening my mic keeps falling and you just want this part closer to your mouth because that's where (sighs) now I'm huffing your nice me too but it's so sexy okay nobody gets to smell my stink you lucky I am lucky um what was I saying Samuel Fuller, people who experienced so his, made the work. That's one that that movie is harsh. Yeah. And it but and it pushes the absurdity where like the absurdity is no longer charismatic. Right. It's just like wrong. And a lot of the levity, it's so purposefully glaring. That one really surprised me. That's a movie that nobody saw complete flop, mm-hmm. rejected because of its really, really anti and, and like anti everyone it's an angry movie yeah um i think that'd be more your, your speed <laughs> but then on the other side of that is platoon i was gonna say which is all of, of course was the, his big thing the boy and completely i mean it's so clear that, that, that that's what like well yeah actually this is interesting between the big red one and platoon you do see that both sam fuller and and oliver stone appreciated the relationships formed there and in hell <laughs> that you get the these scenes of camaraderie right of of like I, that's the one thing i remember fondly 
Platoon, it's much more... I don't care about the camaraderie. I'm just going to say that. I know. Of course you you don't. Um, But it makes sense to me why that gets put in a movie when, of course, that's like, well, that's the only thing that I I brought back that I would never change for the world. It's like these bonds with these people who, like only the two of us will understand that kind of thing. Like we went through that and no one else will get it. Yeah. Um, it's a little more loopy doop, um, selling a commercial in platoon for sure. Yeah. I think of those <laughs> yes. scenes of them all, the scenes of them dancing and, and, and everything, um, and the relationships he forms and he, like, he gets, he, he paints two characters of like basically maybe the combined, kind of horrible aspects of a leader and of an army man and like the gold, more golden heart like between Tom Berenger Tom Berenger and Willem Dafoe Tom Berenger is the like cold murderous bastard and yeah. Willem Dafoe is the like we must care for each other in the situation kind of a thing I love John C. McGinley who? the redheaded guy from <sighs> Scrubs I just love him as an actor he's on Scrubs Dr. he's like the Dr. dopey Cox. In, in Platoon he's like one of the yeah. guys. Yeah. He's in the gang. But yeah, once again, that that movie, Platoon becomes, yeah, similarly kind of... I haven't seen it. In a hall of mirrors, in its own perspective, just, of course, just considering what it was like to be an American in that situation and not, and not critique the larger... Like you know, American force that uh, that created this whole thing. Yeah, the big red one is much more cynical, which is why Platoon won seven Oscars. And the big red one made it not a single dollar. Um, really tells you something, you know. And that one was about World War Two, though. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that it still didn't. And it's just like, um, it's because we love you World know what's... War Two. <laughs> yeah, we're the heroes. <laughs> not uh, you know, yeah truly and and so this was a world war ii movie that, that was you, not about heroics and what did i tell you you have to watch ken burns yeah yeah, yeah. holocaust in america oh that's gonna be lit it that's gonna slaps. hit slaps um which is all of this is to say what was i really going towards here were you talking about like people who experienced the war making the film i don't really care about that it's not one it's not one of those things where i'm like we need people who are really like you know what i mean like who although only think, from your own experience right and then it's not you're so you're saying it yeah because that that does get a little bit like well hold on because like you can we can study it. we can work yeah. with things it's just gonna right. it's just gonna be in a different way it's, it's not gonna you yeah. it can still be based in as many first-hand accounts but like you're going to have to look to others to find that emotion you want to emulate instead of from yourself. And the mistakes we, or the mistakes that were made with apocalypse now and movies like that. And then they just keep getting perpetuated. And it's my thing that I've talked about before where because we're just getting saturated perspectives of the same, from the same types of people, we get apocalypse. Now we get platoon. And even in recent years, we get the five bloods, which it was trying to, speak on that put a black perspective on it of like what it meant to be black soldiers that's what i was billed as to me right like yeah, yeah, yeah black soldiers at a time of being oppressed at home sent overseas to fight a war you know insert muhammad ali quote here right but what it became was just spike lee basically circle jerking with 
Francis Ford Coppola, Oliver Stone, all these guys because he worships them and he's a peer of theirs in my mind. And not you, contemporary, you get but bold, peers. You, it becomes solipsistic. It becomes and it's just like we're and we're in twenty twenty or twenty nineteen or whatever that was, and we're just doing the same shit at the end of the day. Let's team up. It literally in that movie, it's like let's team up with the French to defeat these evil Vietnamese gangsters or whatever. Like, That's it's what just, happens in To Five Blood. Yes, oh, it's, just, yeah. it's so fucking sloppy. You, I'll, I'll show you this essay that Viet Thanh Nguyen wrote. Who wrote The Sympathizer, the novel? Yeah, he wrote this essay because he he loves Spike Lee. He's like he loves, you know. I think as a lot of immigrants in the U.S. like looking to Minority black groups, culture yeah. specifically and black writings and black art to explain aspects of the American experience. So he's coming at it from a perspective of a fan, which I love. But he's also like, you flubbed, my guy. You flopped. And because hello from that really perspective, did. it's it's if more it's nineteen seventy whatever, and it's Francis Ford Coppola, okay. But if we're cont- decades yeah. later doing the same shit, come on now. Yeah, that's where I get really tight. Mm-hmm. Just when we're just cyclical with it, like we should, we can make the excuses for the past, but we need to learn from that too. Like, come on. But there's so no dominating voice that's pushing for that. It's so we're so not. You know, (laughs) because of the canonization of such things, which is regretful. Um, That is so true. But maybe inevitable. Yeah. Um, Could have been any whatever film. It was all going to we like a narrative that we like. I mean, yeah. So with Apocalypse Now, it's not like you, your ideal movie pushes status quo fights tries to reject you know might actually change the opinion of someone that watches it which is but also just presents few films i love have been able to do of course and especially when it comes to war i think yes because war is treated as pulp it's treated like you could call avengers movies war movies right because they're taking that example of mass battle mass casualties when and the scale flipping attitude towards that it it's is. Like, it's a translation of the pro-war war movies yeah. of like the forties. A hundred percent. Into I mean, that's that's it. when those characters were written. That's when the Marvel. That's when Captain America was written. Right. And what I love what you said about just the term granular. That's what I'm asking for, especially in when we're dealing with grounded, big picture, real life stuff, horrible shit that really fucking happened. Yeah. Give me the granular. Mm-hmm. I could, because if you get there and if you try to approach it, you're just going to make less mistakes if you're more specific. Yeah. As soon as you generalize and get really like you bring satire into it, <clears throat> you bring all these things, you just are begging for fuck ups because you're you're making a mess. You're not when you are honed in you're and being specific, cleaning up, you're clicking, you're pushing up something extremely messy into yeah. towards being a little more right. of a cohesive shape absolutely which is like which is hard because i think that the the reason i love apocalypse now is the grand is for it's it's a great idea for an adaptation of, of taking those that very strange mysterious story you know of like the 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 
you know, colonialism bringing out and exposing the the horrible impulses and, and capabilities that we have. Yeah. Putting that to Vietnam, that's smart. All the stuff that's, you know, the last half, everything that's re- really large and mythical and haunting, mm-hmm. that, that it becomes like these, the, the, when the character stops being, being a, just a guy and it's they start being symbols mm-hmm. that it, it pays off in the last end but of course having the, all the other stuff when writing that stuff too broad it it, it comes with other pimples you're talking about and that's why it really gets that's why i think i come for war movies like this because you're engaging with sh- this stuff that really happened and you're bringing in this broad strokes filmmaking generalizations just because that's what the art form provides and elicits and so, it's all building off but of you're engaging past, with yeah. real horror mm-hmm. like true life horror and what does it mean to put that on a fictitious stage mm-hmm. where you're like literally re- it's not like you're painting it's not like you're writing you're literally trying to recreate what did it look like what did it feel I, like yeah mm-hmm. and when you get granular or when you get really and the more granular you get you have to you have to just have less goals your goals have to be have to be 100 percent. almost blink of an eye try not to think about it yeah which now i would love to push that on to come and see yeah we're gonna which is most for most people that is the high right that's the stand that is like the highest point. I just want to say about Apocalypse Now that speak. I mean, because we're, we're about to continue. I know, we're about to say that like uh, something I'm going to say in favor of come and see Apocalypse Now flubs because there is mass death, mass murder, mass just sorrow and pain, and literally children and people <laughs> getting killed. But it's on. It's like a backdrop. It's mm-hmm. not, except for the main characters dying. A few it's times, very. Yeah very it's not earned at all if you compare it to come and see and the way that it's horrific but it's earned partially because the victims are in charge of the film right you know they're all in their heroes right. yeah, yeah 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 whereas like really it's different when because that war was on yeah. their soil right it's not in germany they're on their soil and yeah. we were not on our soil for that war mm-hmm. what like so which for is us, why it's, it's so distant which is why it's it almost doesn't exist and for the characters so in that distant. movie it's it's you've you've stepped through a portal into a realm where these things come up and and, and but i and mean come and see her and in apocalypse now but i do love that at least it's not like you go there and you come back you know he 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 says like they don't even know that their home doesn't exist anymore once you've seen this you you'll never it'll it doesn't exist like you you, you've seen under the curtain and now there's nothing no place for you to go like you can go home but I guess, except I don't think it really shows under the curtain. And like, if we're talking about that war specifically, like it really, I meant more the it's because for Americans, because we don't understand of seeing, uh, seeing under the curtain as far as of what, um, how easy it is to become those that we are, say we're fighting against people who are cruel, thoughtless murderers. When the, the, because for me, it's like, it's, we're not, really actually fighting against that that's just what we are that's what you know as soon as especially with that war like 
you know, it's just, it makes, it's just, there is no reality based in why that, why we, why this country was involved in that war. It's just, it's and so it's, The heinousness abstract. of that war seems like it came out of that exact thing and people saying, we need a fucking reason. And that sense of pointlessness almost causing more, because then it's just a game. You know how so, how so much more how, what you hear from at least from, from media, of course, that isn't all perfect. But like the real common thing that comes through about that war from people that you see that you do see in platoon, that you've seen everything that you've seen Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket's a really interesting one, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it because it the entire tone of that movie is of absurdist, twisted, surre- you know what I mean? It's it's it it it's deeper in that mode and committed to that than than apocalypse now than anything yeah. else um it really is just like um and it gets there yeah you know it is still yes it's centering that but you get way more vietnamese screen time hmm. and characterization and specificity in full metal jacket interesting you you there's children that you get attached to that things happen to that, that, that he, you know, works in very carefully that, that yeah. you, you that are around that you, that you care for. Yeah. Um, yeah. But of course it's still, I mean, but, but that one, it's, it's a much more bitter mocking film than apocalypse. Now, do you know, you know, I just, I, I struggle with, bringing in satire surrealism i understand the tool it can be used as in you know kind of putting this that lens on a something that really was real but really twisted Surreal. and yeah. just but i just when it comes to american movies about the vietnam war Yes, as you stated. I just, they all miss so hard. Even when they're like, I think when you, Apocalypse Now is a when great you're holding movie, them to that standard. Yes, if I'm holding it miss. to a human standard of just like, please. Okay, now you're now you're reaching. <laughs> I just of just give because Apocalypse Now doesn't even. And I was I just I keep saying it doesn't even try to humanize a single Vietnamese person. No, it. More than that, I would say it seems afraid to. But what is that? What it seems that allergic to in whatever way. It seems to to but be repelled like a like magnet. Why did I'm not saying that's like, I'm not saying that's a better thing. I know, but why make it? Like I just I'm like, if you can't, and of course people do things all the time when they're e- not ego. really being thoughtful Filmmakers enough. Filmmakers are, are they're not grappling. F- art artists, man. Ego delusion. Yeah. I forgive all of it. I know. I know. Because without ego and delusion, we don't have art. Yeah. And I think... And I'm like... I'm not saying get rid of art at all. And it's a very like broken clocks twice a day, you know, where I'm like, you can, you can be a psychotic filmmaker who touches on things. Roman Polanski. Like, listen, like films that hold... And You're so comfortable listen, dropping his name. Like, I'll, I'll do it again. You love it. Um, he's made really complicated films about female psychology. All of his early ones, like it's crazy. Continue. I'm sorry. And then he's also 
that person also had the, the the ability to. I mean, he he fell he fell backwards towards his predator, horrific, manipulative kind of ego that make like like to drug a child <laughs> like like um mm-hmm. truly very thought through like to me and and i guess i which is to say like i i i come to everything when it's with an acceptance that any person that says something that i that communicates something that really means something to me that they could do something so heinous and that I could too. That's what I try, how I try to walk around. I try to not hold myself above people who make horrendous choices and actions, you know, because all I see that leading to is this like lie. I mean, the, Ooh, bitch, I'm about to, <laughs> I just think, cause I'm about to get what's, what's so tantalizing me with it, with the ideas, with, what comes to fruition in the last half of Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. Kurtz, the character, is ex- like, is come, came from this standpoint. It's a caution, almost like a cautionary tale to that kind of, because remember he says, I hate anything that's a lie. Yeah. Admit you're a killer. We've talked Just about Just do it. Yeah. And we see with, with that character how far that can go. And then, and then in the end, he's still... He wishes he he wants so badly for this being to come up the river and kill him. It's like, and that is worked. In, that's like so from Heart of Darkness. From in Heart of Darkness, it's much more explicit. It's like he literally feels like there's a force in the mm-hmm. jungle calling to him. And then at the end, Kurtz is basically just like, "You must, you have to kill me." But you know, without losing his, without without um, giving up his strange sense of godliness yeah i mean i think the diff like being exposed like the characters in that movie being exposed to true just in your face atrocities and horror and becoming immersed in that that being becoming a part of and becoming of zo- your being becoming zombies well they, because it, you are a vessel of that horror yeah and so, but I think the whole point of humanity yeah. of, of us being, you know, people. Tell me the point of humanity. Is that. I'll drop everything. We, I'll believe you. We, maybe we're all capable of the horror you're talking about. And I think at a base level, there's. Situationally. It's there. It's there. I 100% yeah. agree with you. But what makes no, us people is that all we do our life is avoid that and train ourselves to not do that and be in an environment and teach each other and help each other to not do that. And I think that's, but that is like the last barely of the last hundred years. That's kind of the vibe. Oh yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? Modern civilization, whatever that means. Well, if you say modern civilization, then that includes like 2000 years where that was so not the case. But Do you know was, what I mean? That is a very it's a slow build. Now, it's a slow yeah, build. That is a very now it's, hyper. It's now a slow build. We're hyper connected. We're hyper aware. It has really brought this extra extra layers of conscience. I think that makes it worse too, though. I don't think that simply makes it like we we care no, more about each other. It that's also, what I'm saying. It makes it so we care less. It can. Too. It becomes like like the great 
Adam Curtis, his film Hypernormalization is about all of this. Yeah. That when, yes, it's good to witness things if they're really taken that way. But as soon as you go, we, we immediately blasted past our capacity for these things and they've yeah. become completely normal. But that's and not what far I, away and what not I'm specific. Is, and we're like, oh, so people are suffering out there, but what are we going to do about it? What I'm saying is like part of what makes the progression of community and humanity interesting, not interesting, but like what makes it is not that is that that we teach ourselves to avoid those tendencies that we've evolved, if you want to call it that, to be we socialize against these to socialize with each other this is your you just quoted camille polly by accident and now i have to go boil myself in a cauldron well it's i think you'll find this very interesting that her whole thing is is um she rejects the second wave feminist idea that violence is socialized she says no we are socialized against right violence yeah that we have it's the least socialized when socialization fails Yes. That you get the sex I agree with that. criminal. I don't think it's that absolute, but I agree with that. Because you know your girl loves to generalize. Of course. And I... She's a cultural critic. That's the whole game. I know. That's yeah. a theorist. Theories. But then she also... Then she'll just like... Theories. Talk... She'll analyze a Rihanna song like it's like it's a Shakespeare play. Love it. And that just... that. Because it is flicking my bean. Literally, it is. it's the modern. She, she's like, you're also stupid. We're like, like, look at what we have now. Don't belittle that. We've art. always been doing the same thing. Yeah. Oh, she's so. Don't say. Don't say it's less just because it's coming from. I'm so. It's. It's. I'm. I'm. I'm so. Um, powerless against her like anti elitism. That's also so erudite and like. It, it's with such a, like extreme respect for art, like those two things together. No, she's in a. I'm she's weak in at the, the knees. She's the elite. She's in the elite. She loves the elitism that we all bask in, but also likes to come for it. And that's juicy to me. Who doesn't love a hypocrite? It's relatable. <laughs> yeah, because we're. It's and impossible I like that she, she'll admit it. She doesn't give a shit. Like, oh, as far as pride, like I'll admit it now because I'm sure I've said things <laughs> even on this fucking microphone where I'm like. Saying some shit wholeheartedly, and then it's just like the yeah. next day I'm like, it's what eh. you have to say it the most extreme way possible first yeah. to then try and see what rings true. You have to bounce it off a few times. Because to put to to try to verbalize nuance is just a folly. Just activity. Into the mic. You can cut that out of mine if you want. Do you want me or to? keep it? I'm keeping. it Okay, keep. I know you continue. like it. People just threw up. You burping. You Zero star Roman review. Polanski. It's all gonna. Be I didn't there. defend him. I know. I know. But, but I know some people could could headline read it that way. But what I said was, I'm not gonna not look at the art because I still might, there still might be some actual potent points that do go against his behavior. The people because I am someone who I know that I the amount of times that I hold a value you. and then acted against it, and then yeah. was like, oh shit. Yeah. But there's levels, Keith. Oh, I know his is. Come on now, don't put yourself on that level. You've never done anything close to that. No, but. I, 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 or I, once again, I try and resist feeling that, oh, well, I couldn't do something like that. I, I think that's a poisonous thought that is, has led people astray. Well, yeah, but also we need to, at the same time, self-reflection, self That doesn't growth. say, so I, so I will 
So I will. When I get those instincts, I'll lean into. No, no, no. <laughs> but we also need to put the people who fall into those instincts below it's us. A mix. We need to kick them. Because they fucked That's up. That's what Camille says. We need to kick Camille them. Camille says that you used to, what you used to have in society like, is that someone in the Italian town would rape your daughter. The men kill that person. Solved. Right. <laughs> She's like, Except the- it used to be insular. And then, and then like we would take care of that. Right. And now it's a weird mix of, of but, both like damning those people extra hard and like humanism. But that's one specific example of a crime being a crime that is, you know, a lot of us agree are is heinous and someone being punished for that crime. But the people in power get to decide what the crimes are. So that's when it all falls apart because it's like, what's actually being criminalized? What's act, what are people being punished for? Not that anymore. Whereas from that example, it's from the ground up, which is why cancel culture is necessary because Woo. we need to kick when people aren't are just that is the they're committing the that's crimes the principle and being, why they're they're but making yeah they're deciding what the crimes are and also committing the crimes mm-hmm. we need to kick that fucker off the pedestal and kick the shit out of them for a while maybe they, we don't need to kill them but <laughs> yes. we need to that's... put them below us hmm. because wow it's very 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 carceral mentality getting deep i but what is it, you know? I hope you'll at least agree that that is a, that's like a, that's like the flag, the ideal for why cancel culture fe- felt right. And then did it not? Did it at not the just core. immediately reveal all the ugly, ugly little offshoots? Everything. But don't you think I that's know, true about all I the know, things it that is, at its it core is. is good? It is. Like religion at its core. Oh yeah, 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 fire. yeah. Because yeah. you can use anything. And they fucked because it up. Because as soon as we you, fucked it as up. soon as you present the little tempting gift of hierarchy. Yeah. Ooh, you, you're gonna want to play around in there and, and get up on your throne. And when you're on top, you're gonna want to shit on the people below you. Always. But it, so yeah. I'm not saying like so. I'm, I'm not trying no. to do the other way and be Fuck like cancel culture, which like. I do so often <laughs> being that these days it is so irritating. That is so more often what I'm saying because there's a nuance like any exactly whether we agree with core principles or not, when it's in the hands because of large same. numbers of people, it falls apart. There's corners where it's doing it the right way. There's corners where it's not. That's just true. It's about like everything. it seems inherent to as soon as you get above a certain number of people, like right. above a couple thousand, right? It's a little too, too much which is why of course world leaders i love are, a small group yeah i love a small group small town four or five uh, yeah, give it nice. to me living in a community of like 600 people ideal i've never not that little for me oh my hometown is twenty thousand. Because in my 20, mind, twenty thousand still fucking tiny. By the way, I know. Because if you had said little town, Connecticut, sixty thousand people. If you had said that's Raymond's that College, everyone <laughs> look it up. If you had said you're <laughs> elitist, out, elitist, you're outing Nebo us. baby. Stop outing us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cut that. Um, my dad's the president. Sorry, but <laughs> we wait for our Nepo baby episode, baby. That's gonna be good. It's gonna be. Good that's one. gonna be good. We touched on it barely, but but in my mind, you you could say, oh, there were twelve people in my town, and I'd be like, yeah. 12 people in your town and you're all fucking each other no <laughs> fucking the sheet fucking each other because once you leave new york now where i'm from just looks like like westchester it's like a mall Jeez. malls and and shops yeah. and 
It's just which, not as which for me is just like the boondocks. Like I, which for that, people from that Vegas, perspective like, is Westchester upstate, and people from Westchester get oh so they hate bad. it. Of course, it's like it's a New York suburb, and we're like, yeah, that's upstate, baby. That's upstate. The disrespect. Sorry, but it sorry doesn't make sorry, sense because it's, it's like two. Com- it, they're right there, but it is like two completely different worlds. It's, and it's it, not. If you think about like New York, it's, is so dense. It takes mm-hmm. forty-five minutes to go it, two miles. Yeah, people from like other parts of the U.S. are like. Oh, it's four miles away. We'll get there in five minutes. Absolutely. Like, four minutes because you're going 60 <laughs> miles per hour. That's where I'm from. It's like five miles on the road, five minutes. So when we say Westchester is upstate, it's because to get to the Upper East Side, it's, it's 90 And then you have to keep going up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, honey, come on now. The way that, oh God, we could have a whole podcast about the way, the ge- <laughs> how the geography of yeah. New York City reflects itself on the psychology of where of the exact place within that you're from yeah like that's really i spice i spice come on the pod i spice (laughs) have you seen come and see i spice i don't want to upset her she seems like really impressionable she would have some she i want to hear what she says about it though do you know this is what she she would we would give her on the pod and we should say okay so we just watched this movie and she'd say damn and then she'd say this that was heavy no, you're <laughs> underestimating, right? If you let no, I'm saying I'm just I'm just being very kind to her. I'm not saying that like she wouldn't have anything to say. Are you no, kidding? No, no. That's my mother. But she would. I want to sit up here and say that she would come with a literal thesis. She would go all exactly. That's what. That's what I need. Would she to be say. using the biggest words? No. Would they have even more impact? Do I yes. use the biggest words? I don't know how. No, and that's why it's so hot because you're so dumb. I play dumb. <sighs> War, but anyway. Let's talk about it. I did want to hear, I want to hear you praise. Oh yeah. I want to hear you talk about come and see. Okay. Because like, that's kind of a, that's like a classic, like there yeah. was me before I saw that movie and after kind of, a, kind of an experience. For sure. For sure. Like, I will not deny that. Oh. Yeah. I, I mean, it was clear. Like I just think of, I was thinking of movies that are so just inspired and just take from that like the new uh, all quiet on the western front is that except it's like bro we're in germany again so what are we doing we're like the germ it's like it's sure. a little bit like an american but Vietnam where would War you movie okay because you because you're like well i'm st- it's still you guys like, i don't yeah y'all still the aggressors though and yeah. just don't f- it, it's just so it also taints, personal it taints it's the personal. universality of it because you're like well but it, and for me, it's just so personal. We know that. Why? Ger- when, <laughs> when Germans. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait sorry, so sorry, so sorry. So hold on. So you're suggesting you have like a reason to not like Nazi Germany. I'm just kind of wondering why. Yeah. You want to know why? Yeah. What happened? What happened? What did they do besides they just, they time lost I was war. on a train. No, no, no. Tell me what. <laughs> no, I was gonna go. I was gonna go somewhere. When I was on a train and a German lady spat on me, and so now I hate <gasps> all Germans. Are you dead ass? No, 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 no. Okay. It's just that I, I'm just making a a small transgression rather than the real transgression that they committed against. Yeah, well, I wanted you to, to I wanted to do a whole bit where you genuinely like tell me about the Holocaust. I'm like, what? Do you no. Want me to, are you ready? Yeah. What happened? Six million Jews murdered. I can't even. That's I know, like it's too. It's just a number, right? Doesn't it, mean anything. No. Yeah. It's. They numbered. That's almost. Numbered that's almost New York City. The Jewish population of New York City. <laughs> Is it how many in people, your mind? How many, how many people are in New York City? Like thirty million. No, like nine. 
Nine million. Nine million in New York. Two million Jews, though. It. Period. Which is why everyone got the game. Like the perspective fucked up. All the all the Kings New Yorkers Queens. think that that all Everything. of America has that many Jews, <laughs> and it's like, sweetie. Everybody in the U.S. thinks that. I know. There's a Jewish majority somewhere. We're just hiding somewhere. I don't know where we are. Because that's the one that, like you were talking about earlier. Like, Bruh. they, as a Jewish kid growing up, they shove the atrocities down your throat throughout history. Which I thank God. And we love it. But also, good. what they'd also tell us is. Camille would say that's, tell that's us, why y'all are like a little more grounded. In- <laughs> well, and also, I just think if you look at insanely oppressed groups, the strength yes. and the yes. beauty. Yeah, of course we're, Hollywood is us because, honey, we've got stories to tell and we have perspectives. Why and a black drive people, to succeed Jews, and Jews, a drive black to succeed. People, Vietnamese people, like different so, Southeast Asian people, like all very much. They tried to a little intense about wealth, wealth, tried, and and thriving and groups that have been tried, which is annoying when a white progressive. Erase, yeah, yeah. That what comes out of that. Is they're not going to catch me twice. Diamonds. Yeah, exactly. Diamonds. Pressure, and it's so fucked up when like a progressive white liberal will be like, "Well, that's like, just like capitalism." Like, oh my god, you know what I mean? To like, like the 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 bling empire Vietnamese immigrants who were like, so like, I must be a Kardashian. I have to have the fifty cars, and they're like, oh, and, oh, and only seeing the side of it that is like, well, you're a gen-. but it's like, baby, do you know where that comes right. from? A Jewish American princess or whatever. All these things, all these ways of just like, okay, yeah. We've heard, it's just the same thing of like, when you've, little shit like that, okay. But we're making it. We're, we're making the best out of literally dog shit. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's not the point. Instead I of, I don't want to get into it too much. No, I mean like, get on my soapbox. No, this is all the point. Yeah. This is the war film episode. That's like true. it's this it's is this is what we're talking about. Stay and then just like compare compare that of course back to <laughs> let's actually bring the focus back here. Yeah. My lily white skin. Yeah. Um, but you're gay. No, just, which literally doesn't literally couldn't mean anything less at this point. In New York, fuck off. That's Especially a, that I don't give it's faggot. A diff- it's a different episode. Too. I don't quite get I I can kind of can click out of it we're teasing another I walk episode in, we're gonna do down the line. i walk into a masculine space i walk into the smoke shop next to where i work yoked up my voice drops <laughs> of course my body language changes yeah just like when i'm and i kind of treat it up. like l- treat it like a little game and i have a little fun because i like acting code switching when it, there's levels to it there's levels to it i'm just playing i'm just having fun yeah, yeah. there's ver- there's a version of it that is playing and having fun for sure <laughs> yeah 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 which is mine because like self-protection i yeah. could just walk in there and kind of be like really gay and they'd still serve me but they might yeah. be like a little uncomfortable but also you and i like to make people comfortable a picture of you wearing a certain outfit just like slumped you're giving like <laughs> trump oh i thought you were gonna say like well but there's pictures of you wearing a certain outfit where you certainly look like a goddamn fag and that's true of course but there's also the opposite of like you with the mullet the beard the like girth the lily white skin talk about my girth it you know i love your girth talk about how it sits it's it's great we need to turn you into that turkish guy who bops his belly can you start posting that? We need, can we start can posting you, you doing that? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Time. That's the new content. That's what we're not going to be a podcast anymore. We're just going to be TikTok. Of you of us. Focus on 
hitting the it's trends. like, look, chubby guy, I have to get fatter. For it to be comically funny, because you're, you're skinny, but I'd have to get, like, really fat. So I'm going to have to start working on that. Yeah. I, I get, There's so many goddamn grower, feeder, fucking gainers in my DMs on Scruff that are trying to fatten me up that I could literally just put the... Put the Honey to buns. any of them. And they're like, we got to get you bigger. Yeah. And straight up. Just shoving down my throat. Just invite me to eat some of that I learned stuff today there's while. actually a gay app for growers, grower feeders called Grommer. Anyway. Of course there is. Yeah. <laughs> you guys think of everything. <laughs> but back to, I want to, I want to get, we're gran- talking about, wolf. hold on. I want to get granular about come and see, talk, talk about, yeah. talk about the different phases of that film. Talk about what works. What, of that film. That's exactly. And that's where I was talk about how they're framed. Too. I was like, thinking that's, about that is the real oh, just master like stroke. A stark portrait, all face, barely anything else. Like I was thinking about that so much while we were watching. I was like, this is what, and there are moments, there aren't, it's not really anywhere in Apocalypse Now at all because there's just sweat. Completely different. There's just Martin Sheen like looking dead inside and sweating. And I'm like, that's not the same as like true. No, because but usually there's something still something. so much in the background. It's this, I mean, even just the, the, the Apocalypse Now is, is Cinemascope and, and, and An Come and See is 134, yeah. you know, that, that it's. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get nerdy about it, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, because like, no, it's true. It's hundred percent true. Apocalypse Now is sweeping, but just the work stuff. they do with that kid's face, specific. I mean, faces in general, but his exp- not because not just the face itself, but the expression, operatic, the gruesome, and like, they. Shout out to your friend Brooke, who I hope is my friend or becoming my friend. Definitely at her show that we went to. There's this moment where she has this woman who's doing something and then screams. The woman just screams. Let it out. And she shared it on her Instagram since. And like, I was crying. I was actually crying in the audience because it was just this guttural, there's just intensity. And that Brooke and was being tension. like, and this, she's like, yes, it's, yeah, we laugh. No. And this was a meme. But she was like, I watched this once a day when I need to like literally yeah. feel something. And, and I was like, I was crying. But like, while that was playing, I was crying because it's not funny to me at all and the this kid's face is mm. that right it's like this <laughs> tension of just being immersed in horror, horror and reflecting it back and pain absorbing physical it. Pain. to see a face take that in and just that as an artistic feat of itself within that movie clap yeah just yeah. bow yeah just bow. it's really something it's and, good, and nothing else good job there are films that have, but but none so brashly, being so unafraid of 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 and so confident in the face as like the portrait to just tell the entire yeah. thing. Like it's really just pushes. Like funny enough, the closest my other favorite war film ever 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 was made by that director Elam Klimov's wife Larissa Shapitko. It's called I The Ascent. That. Yeah, she made it first. Um, really? Like six years before him. Wow. Before he did come and see. Amazing. Um, I imagine that had something to do. Really also, she died right after that at like 30 something. Ran, like had a, had a heart thing or something. She just like died. And then he, I think, he, I believe he made come and see after she died. I think, and then it was his last film. He was young too. He said, I'm doing this. 
no more i'm done yeah he was literally like, i have nothing else to do i don't want to make another film after making this this is like the end for me but but i don't think i've ever seen like what is achieved with that kid's face i don't think i've ever seen anything like that in any other narrative movie what i think of is Rethi pang's documentaries or just like i mean you, they're they're, they're art hybrids yeah. memoir they're non-fiction art films you know there's some auto fiction in there yeah but there are moments where he is delving into his family's past you know experience with the atrocities committed by the Khmer Rouge is it interviews it's interviews but it's also the what's different I visual need, I think it's called graves and something I need to ooh that rings uh, a bell yeah. Your phone. yeah can you just pull it up because up. I feel like you know an the, idiot for not remembering like, but um, he's basically trying to find where his family members were murdered yeah yeah and there are these scenes of him working with like all the, um... a shaman woman and those oh, wow. scenes like that wow give me that to feeling access. of like where it's just like Oof. one i'm should i be watching this but like that face it is it, it just feels so deep into engaging with what war means and what it causes Graves without a name. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, those are the... Because I wanted us to watch one of those too. Because yeah. his movies fit into this conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slide right in. Like lubed up into this conversation. Mm-hmm. Really like... Because just... I mean to bring it... We'll come and see... In a way like before it gets before the nazis are there before the nazis the, the are like everywhere act. yeah yeah so the the first couple acts which is when it really transforms into I know, something it's else but i was like when it's like him Ooh. and gushy gashi gasha gasha no glasha 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 in the forest mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when it it almost feels like a childlike Idyllic. fantasy mm-hmm. not fantasy but like the, that child like like we're talking about with the florida project like mm-hmm. a child's perspective of being surrounded by horrible stuff and, and but and the difference is running in i mean it's true in the other one but this one it's like these kids cannot exist that way it so all. centers the 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 um, you immediately feel the futility yeah. in their attempt at levity exactly i mean in their in her when he her face when they meet and she's flashing about seven emotions at once back and forth and forth figuring out am I laughing am I crying like the two of them back and forth just close up to close it's so uncanny it's so not a way you've seen humans because it's so real too though like I just imagine like like the way that people say that you people laugh a lot when a relative dies or laugh in the face of true trauma yeah because laughter laugh in a theater crying, when, when something goes a little far and touches on something and, and you want to distance right. yourself yeah and laughter and tears are so connected mm-hmm. you know i mean sobbing and crying are there's one laugh in come and see that in the theater both times the whole crowd released a laugh because it almost lets you off the hook and, and at that moment you said lol out loud when they tossed the baby back into the no room. that's just i didn't pure, say that's LOL. horror i didn't say lol at that moment that's just painful Save you me. let out a which is that's the right response. It's, more like a, it's uh, when after the long scene of, of he's, which I love Russians. Ugh, I just love painting your subtext as loud as possible that, that to realize that his family's been murdered is, is the act 
of trudging through an endless mud bank and you as feel you it. realize oh my god and then but then it cuts to the guy who's just been watching them the whole time and that's immediately funny yeah that is it is funny but also just that movie achieving it's just back to the granular like if a, in apocalypse now i don't yeah. feel like that feeling of them trudging through that mud and just like my body hurt while i was watching that because you Apocalypse have to have never achieves anything like that because it, you have to get so it's the into difference it. between using a huge giant canvas yeah. to achieve emotion or using performance and just leaning into performance and setting and just and like making it sensual based on the senses tech yeah. like like you can't not it's so hard. One of the hardest things to watch is just someone l- like trudging through muck that that they're getting pulled into. Like you just don't see that. It's it's like Sisyph- Sisyphean, and know? to not have ever experienced it, but feel the discomfort you have that communicates felt it. come up because you're like, this is so uncomfortable to engage with that every time I've ever felt uncomfortable, even on the spec physically on the spectrum of that, it bubbles out yes. and you're just like, you feel it. In and that. I, this connects right back to what is such a absolute genius. The real masterstroke between um, Oliver Stone. Let me, let me try and recommunicate this to you and LM Klimov's, which, which is so clearly connected to like the American way and the and the Russian way. The Russian extreme art focused. You get you can you get more truth out of something that is untrue in a way that's more true. Do you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. to communicate, I'm not gonna just sh- film these things. You're not gonna feel it to yeah. fe- to, to try and make you feel it. I'm gonna make you watch the character slump through thick black sludge for like minutes on end. <laughs> that is such a classic. Like only a Russian would go yeah. right there. And the idea that that's not artistic, because like the argument for Apocalypse Now is like, oh, it's beautiful. It's because like it's there's all this editing and cinematography, the script, so much building, yeah, and design in it. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, the granular, theatrical but really gritty and kind of not, isn't that no frills it is weird that it's both but that theatrical is so and artistic raw to me. oh yeah and that's my favorite because we like talk about hong song su or just like granular filmmaking yeah i know that's your whole for tea. me it like and it can engage in horror we're talking oh, about yeah. horror right now i mean have but it have you seen son of saul the holocaust movie I heard mixed, but yeah. It that is one to, that that's kind of what you have to see. Yeah, because it does it does take the um, as granular as possible approach, and yet being operatic. And you can do time. granular fairy tale, right? The mm-hmm. white ribbon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, that is like oh my god things are clicking here and it's dealing with a big <sighs> philosophical idea and historical idea and social idea so you love that one that's the only one of his i've ever seen of michael Haneke's movies that i've ever seen and we're it, gonna watch coda now 
Okay. It's, I'm scared. But those are his two. Those are his two that are the most like those are his social issue films. White Ribbon is the only because yes, he's so, isn't he Austrian? Uh-huh. But so was Hitler. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and yeah, you can. But that's the one German. I'm gonna call it German. German sorry, language movie that's dealing. You know, it's not about it's be, World War Two, but it's because he's Austrian. It's because he's Austrian. I feel like that maybe, gives him the ability maybe you, to get that sense of, of you don't identify because Austrians also the have such a strong identity of like we were invaded by the Nazis. The way like, he approaches it, though, that's what it is. I don't sure in the style in the style of like a 19th century German novel. It's so it's absolutely genius. He's, he's no, it he's, was really it, that hit. Eighty-year-olds should be the only ones. You, Allowed to make movies. I've said this before. Because you are wise. Because for me, it's the opposite. Cut them off at 60. <laughs> That's when it starts getting good. No, don't cut them off. But just like mm. we've talked about, just bring more people to the party. Of course. That's all I want. Of course. At the end of the day. Yeah. But like, don't go for something. That's Maybe that's what I'll say. Don't try to, don't try and make your masterpiece too early. Wait till you've got some more perspective. Keep playing. Just, just small, yeah. small goals. And achieve those really well, and, and you yeah. can make incredible. Films. Don't make big, yeah, yeah. Don't make. Don't give me La La Land and sorry. Oh, it's an era story. Don't I still some, like that movie. Don't perpetuate the old shit. But too. but Just that think. movie to me is this. I love it, but it's it's go it's going this far. First, not very. Oh know, yeah, it, it's I mean, a nice little trifle, and yeah, I love yeah. a nice. It shouldn't little, even. I shouldn't I like have nice even brought it up in this yeah, conversation. Really it doesn't deserve the rest of the film. Play. <laughs> Fuck that! <laughs> Fuck that movie! I'm sorry. I should cut this part out. It's just it's because you know it's I'll, just perpetuating. Um, <laughs> white people stealing jazz, and I stand against that. Is that you're gonna be one of those? No. Which I is mean, real, but I mean, it's just so annoying. I'm like, no, you being you are more, you're a moral perfect person. All American music is black music. Let's just leave it at that. We've seen Elvis. Yeah. Which I think it didn't di- really deal with. It was a little too Disney for me. It's Nobody like to, I like that movie. Too. No, I, I I love that it's it almost to me won by just going right through and being completely matter of fact and very like yeah and. and but but still showing that he but took it, it from no, and that he only got success because he was white. Like they made that clear in that movie. It tries to empathize you with him though. It's like I didn't. Of course, I didn't because it's like no no no. no Once again, my standards <laughs> for that kind of a movie are different. really low. That's we why it was like hey hey that's interesting. That's yeah, a different sorry. conversation. Elvis, I just rewatched it. That's why it's in my I head. Know, but they are trying to. He's the filmmaking is trying to. Can I just say one thing? Shut up for a second because they're just trying to excuse Elvis and blame other people for putting that on him when it's like he probably participated in the theft no it's like oh but he just it was appreciation uh, it, it well it wasn't appropriation it i was think appreciation. it does a good job to show that he's he looms a little bit by uh, some blinders with all that but uh, no because he also is like when martin luther king dies and he's like trying to like be super that's like, soapboxy gung-ho. that's you can't that scene is ways, that honey. scene is Come genuinely on, funny it's, cr- it's <laughs> i do laugh when he says cringe dr king it's cringe. Always spoke the truth. Because when, sometimes when, that's, can we say, this goofy. is a different episode, but I want an episode where we talk about foreign directors making movies about America. Three Billboards. Because it's three, it's flops, and then it's some of the Some of the best. Ever. Yes. Sebastian Silva's Funny Games. Nasty Baby. Nasty Baby, Funny Games. One of the best New York movies I've ever seen. Um... But then, then some some terrible ones. But some terrible ones. but I want to. I just really just <laughs> American Honey to say that 
I remember we were talking about something of when when someone go, goes a step too far and then hopefully they they take a step back to to what they know and make a good film. That's yeah. why I'm like, that's why you need to see Banshees of Insurance. You can see that happen in real time, because that man said. Let me go back to Ireland, and he made a really, really good, smart film that is clearly about things. Wait, that that's the Three knows. Billboards guy. Yes. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Really? I'm an idiot. Martin McDonough. And you know he's only made really he's made really really Irish. Is he movies in Bruges? Over and he yes. Did, oh, he's in Bruges. So really Irish black comedies. And as far as Irish black comedies, he's made his like Phantom Thread, his one that's actually really not a comedy at all. It's very, very serious. That's in Inner That's Banshees. Okay. I want to see it. It's great. It's great. I'll watch it. And it, it, it's Max like, it's, it, it's, it's a great example of that where it's like, oh, look, you, you, you got, you realized, which is surprising that um, he won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay for through, through Billboards. Um, which I feels don't like, want to, no comment. But that, thank God he, he was it's like, let thing. me go because there was a lot of outrage at the time and like not um, enough yeah it was yeah it was mixed but um now well, now it feels like today there's no people have completely left that movie behind i liked it at the time i don't defend it anymore <laughs> um but thank god he he had the instinct to go back to what he knew and make his best film yeah good for him go back to your country he literally, <laughs> Martin McDonough. literally, literally. Only say that to whites yeah <laughs> Okay, double standard. Um, what else? What, but what else? I what love else? a double standard. But anyway, Come I mean, I think see. I think we've touched on a lot of this. What's your I real? Is there anything that you think could have been better about coming see? Is there anything lost you? Honestly, like I'd be shocked. I mean, <laughs> I think it's, it's kind of crack. It's long, but it kind of earns the length. It does. Yeah. And how every time I'm bowled over by the ending. Yeah. Really bowled over by the ending. I think it holds. It says so much, very very simply. Because I want everyone to know also that there's a nuance to that. You know, I'm willing to take my rigid, uptight, stick in my ass mentality and look at something like come and see me. Like, yeah, it snapped and it checked my boxes while also doing things that I and bef- don't fuck with all the time. And you know what? Another movie that did that, Oasis. I just was thinking about it. <gasps> The oh. Lee Chang Dong. What Oasis. a great one to bring in. That is a Argue, this is mush, baby. Fucking brutal. Really, but granular conceptually and a way as well. terrifying. Somehow successful. And the thing, because when we were talking about how the oh my god, the, for me the length of come and see, we were talking, we just I, it's earned. Oasis is long, and Oasis also I long. think. I said I, my sister and I saw it together in a movie theater. I tell you right, yeah, and we both were like, I gagged when you told me. We I was were, like, I was ready for you to be like, we were about to throw up, right? And 100%. then we walked out of it, and we were like, and then in my head, I was like, wow, damn, I, I wish this, I wish that, you know. Okay, I said, I, what if there wasn't the rape scene? What if it was everything except there wasn't the rape scene? You told scene? me this. And then I was like, does it work without it though? Whoa! And that's that, a really hard thing for me to yes say. Yes, it is. That is so... That reminds me that you do have the ability to be like, well, let's see where this is going. And then look look at that. It actually worked for you. And when that s- what, when someone snaps... This close to, to, to got me out the door. Yeah. Um, I was like... Oh, it's time for me to actually walk out. Oh. 
Yeah. And the scene where but she's somehow in, in the scene when the, it's happening, and you and the rest of the care of the film, yeah, you still somehow trust that that you know because I. Think but it's just. But then you're like, oh my god, do I want to even deal with all of this? It's just so. Which which can we for anyone who doesn't know at all this movie we're talking about? Describe the actual plot points that's going on here because it really is on paper sounds. So I'll I'll lay it out because it's really crazy. Stop listening if you don't want. But basically, like by Lee Chang Dong, who made Burning. If anyone, that's yeah. the one that people and know. A, a truly, you know, an auteur. He's I like, hate the auteurs, but when auteurs snap, on every single, the kids. Because like he's giving Tarkovsky. Because so many times when I me. when I see a movie by one of these guys or anybody who's or an, girls who's who's considered an auteur or them, I'm like. Oh, they needed help. Uh, it's they, Autourism doesn't work because it's too single track minded or pretending to be when it's such a collective thing to make a movie and that's so important to it. But when an, a true auteur snaps and achieves, because I think it's a lot harder than people make give it credit for. It's kidding? an insane. And a lot of the faves don't do it. I see it as something that's almost impossible. Because we stand, Olive, I have, I Olivier Aseas snaps it. Which, Lee Cheng Dong snaps it. I think Edward Yang snaps it. Edward Yang is a the consistency. For me, Claire Denise snaps for me, Claire, it. Claire, <laughs> which she does. a lot of people would would push against. But it's like I baby, haven't seen that many. But you have to take the full breath because she's never missed, and she's doing it her way. And exactly when you ha- like, if we're making a table that consists of the names I just listed, the, let those ta- the motherfucking let, dolls. You let mean? them cook. <laughs> But the table is often Let them cook. the table for me. Where the problem is, is the the flubs. It's a table of Michael Mann, Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese, and students. Don't say Michael again. And You'll they're all me. sitting at the table. I'm like, kill them. Get me the table. Michael with gets to say though. Francis Ford Coppola can sit at the table. Thank Claire God. Denise at the table. But you're Spike you're like you're on my table. you're on my list. But he only made the one more movie. So Francis Coppola is at the table. Yeah, I mean, daddy. Yeah, daddy daughter. Hello, you got to have them together. Yeah, yeah. She um, she snaps too. No, it's true. The but anyway, Oasis. <laughs> yeah, what's Oasis a, about? Oasis is about an ex-con raping. Uh, well, then, no, no, no. You, you've already gone too far. No, because he's also quite disabled, like like a mentally slow. But he's not. What do you? Th- she has like pal- a palsy. She or has something? Cere- cerebral palsy. Okay, so she's like he can walk. And comparatively, though, he can walk around. He is and, mentally yeah, he's slow. She is extremely physically impaired. Yes. So they're kind of too. Yes. She comes across as mentally compared, be, mentally impaired because she Please. can't. Her body yeah. won't allow her to communicate. Though she clearly, like we all know that, like AOCP yeah. is just. In and he becomes like, obsessed with her. Yeah. And they fall in love. And after he after he rapes her, rapes her, and they fall in love. Yes. And and it and and it somehow pulls that off. Yeah. Because just on if you told me that on paper. <laughs> You told absolutely you told not. a lot of people that on paper that most people they're like, what the nope. hell? Nope. But the way that it somehow tells a story that you can, I can't tell you how that it did you it. can forgive and understand. That is a that is a absolutely transcendent feat. That is that's why to me Lee Chandong, I, I I revere him with a level of like religious. He's one of the best like filmmakers to ever. I live. don't know how he he's top ten. Yeah, and In it's so mind, sad I that mean, he he has. Five movies. I know. 
over the best ones oh, do, 25 though. years exactly nicole hollow center which is for me for Tarkov, me for me really seven wow seven stone cold perfect wow. films that's like it's just yeah. and then he got and then he because i think with edward yang he has one perfect he, film i think the other ones are which s- one yee. I like a brighter summer day better. I love brighter. Sun- I think they're all. The, the yeah, problem is, is like perfect though. If I'm putting them on the, I'm putting them on the scale of his work though. Like, and I think brighter summer day is great. I think all his movies are great. There's so few of them, but in Taipei terms of story. just like Taipei story is fine. Let's, ooh, oh god, people just people are gonna come for me. I thought that was was just fine. Yeah, see like, me because for Spike Lee, like my favorite Spike Lee movie is Crooklyn, but I think his best movie is Do the Right Thing. Yee, right. I think is that, like, what? However, I feel about the other. It's ones, a diamond. Yee, Yee is the masterpiece. Yeah, is his true, and that's like coming. But, but yeah, like, I guess that's true. I just someone prefer who Brighter Summer Day. Like that. Fair. Yeah, it's also great. Oh, I mean, it's like picking and choosing. Do I want like a diamond that's like twenty five carats or twenty four? <laughs> and do you know what's crazy about if we come back to come and see, LM Klimov. Yeah. Small handful of films. Mm-hmm. None of the others has anyone said are worth looking at ever. Really? Yeah, they're they're trivial. Wow. They weren't they he was he was making films in the in the in the um yeah. Ukrainian USSR film industry. Um mm-hmm. but he he was very clear. I've read so many quotes that were like none of this was a once in a lifetime like the, the, it's hard to, you can't compare come and see to just making a film this wasn't making a film for me it was it was his one and only he knew it would be the one and only done like true artistic like gouging out of gouging out of whatever's inside and putting yeah. it on the on the canvas and we, is that what they call a magnum opus yeah okay and for yeah. Francis Ford Coppola it's not Apocalypse Now it's the Godfather it's trilogy. the Godfather all three, all we're, three. We're Godfather three truthers. So we are. get used. To I've it. only seen the recut. We're pilled. Which you know, so like his version. Yeah. Which is which? No, fantastic. and he, he's. We talked about this. Like I'm not. He doesn't slap. Like I'm not saying he doesn't slap. He slaps. He's. When you start seeing the deep cuts, yeah. have you seen Rumblefish? Of course, I've seen all the Se Hinton ones. Just the, I was just, a, those, just those two. Is there only two? Outsiders and Rumblefish. Yeah, because I read all apart. of them as a kid and I saw his... Uh, he I just knew. came out with his 35 minutes longer recut of mm. The Outsiders, which I haven't I seen, it, but that. I'm very excited to see. I haven't seen The Outsiders since I was but a teenager. But you need to see yeah. The Cotton Club Encore, which is his recut, his his preferred version of The Cotton Club, which is violently I've never different seen than what the, any of it. fuckers did to it. Oh, that, re- that genuinely pissed me you off. You don't think he was involved, though, because you thought that about the Redux, and he was involved with the Apocalypse, yes. not Redux. Um, C- Cotton Club, I'm positive. Okay. Because it was basically like, that one got wrenched out of his hands. Like, yeah. it was it was something so original, and they cut out every single scene that made but it But now there's anything. a version that's the right version. And that's the only one I've seen, and it is really something. I mean, the and conversation. One from the conversation. One from the heart. I haven't seen it. I saw Insanity. that Lucifer. I was watching that, like, devil movie he Pe- did with... Was it Peggy Sue Got Married? Was that her name? Peggy? The The Gary Oldman devil one. Do you know that? What I'm talking about. It's like a B. It's a B one for him. 
Wait, are you doing the Devil's Advocate? No, with no, Al Pacino. No, no, That's no, not no, like the Coppola. true. Or was it Dracula? Maybe it's Dracula. Oh, France for Coppola's Dracula. Francis for Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> that's Gary Oldman, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Devil Bitch. Dracula, same shit. Which B movie? But that's the real Francis for Coppola right there. Yeah. When you look Suspiria. at when you look, yes, it is. When you look at the rest of his shit, you're like, this guy is just a obsessive aestheticist. Mm-hmm. He was. Early on, when he it's it's always when you're when you're young and you have these great, he did have these great um, big idea movies that also just trickled down the way their success trickles down to looking good as hell. Oh yeah, like that's why The Godfather so. That's what that that was my review when I saw Godfather three and everybody you know knowing that everyone saw that film is so silly. I'm like. It was just easier to tell. There's g- deep silliness in all three Godfathers. He's a goofy guy. Yes. And that's why I don't like he's the Apocalypse so, Now. All of his other like the deep cuts, they're all goofy as hell. Yeah. He's a big, silly teddy bear. When you I see Twix, it. you're going to lose it. They tried to kill him for that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they tried to kill him. But because uh, Apocalypse Now is, is visually stunning. It's like, it's insane. Um, to have Vittorio Storaro, which is the, which is the cinematographer, yeah, who did a bunch of like Visconti and Bertolucci. You movies. just look at a movie like that and you're like, mm-hmm. like, because I'll say all this thing. I stand by everything I say. I know, but, but some just, of those images will live forever. Yeah, I turn off my Colonel Kurtz's bald like, head in the water. Him rising. Every out shot of, of his bald head is just ridiculous. That's so baldy. His body, oh, him thick the, like that. The river, just like the lighting. The entire French colony sequence, the lighting that's coming through that motherfucking window. Marlon Brando as Michael Chiklis. Yes. <laughs> just fuck me. You're, when he says, you're, you're an Aaron boy. Ooh, that was good. Sent by grocery clerks to collect a bill. Oh my god! That was—I I just gave myself chills. That was, a really, right that was a really good that impression. Was amazing. I'm good with voices. Uh, are you going on Saturday night? Live? I should. Are you going on Variety Before, TV? Actually, the, we will make Bad a final TV. statement after this when we wrap this episode up. But I have to share my other favorite. Yeah. The one—a line reading that I really think at this point I have down. Go for it. And I want you to tell me what film this is and okay. who's who's saying it. I'm having deja vu like this happened. How did you get this role? He always said you were such a frigid little girl. Did you suck his cock? <laughs> then how about, so then how about it's if I so say, close. Do it again. Hey, hey, what's what's the other character's name? Oh God, Anton. I'm coming by later. I have to give you something. It's a token of my appreciation. This is a side. <laughs> role in an iconic was film that, that we've talked about in the was that Julianne Moore the first one no oh fuck I just did the same that was the, oh, same, the same same scene too damn and maybe also how about I say so she said did you suck his cock and then she gets not all of us have to mm. she's <laughs> you're a fucking whore you're a fucking little whore mm. and then up comes Vincent Cassette Beth Beth please calm down uh, so what is it? Vincent Cassell? Mm-hmm. 
Nina, please come with me. It's Black Swan. Yes. Yeah. It's when Natalie Portman backs up in, in, in and she's the got voice, the drink. But the voice was so. It's what you can. Who delivers you, that did line? Did you suck his cock? Who's, Winona Ryder. Okay. Now it all Come happens. on. I haven't seen it since it came out. Oh, that's I saw right. It that's since 2010. A, I saw it at a festival in 2010. See, so can't relate because it. I've seen that movie upwards of 50 times. And that movie, again, another movie that hits. Girl. He's, that's not my status He's quote. mother, pun intended, forever for Black Swan and mother, honestly. He looks good, too. That's true. And the wrestler and the lovers. Anyway, um, so what's, what I think... Make love, not war. How exactly? <laughs> war, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. War films, what are they good for? S- sometimes good conversations between friends. Because at the end of episode five, we're like, what are we going to do now? Cry or fuck? Yeah. So this is like, I think make love, not war. Before recording this last part, would you not say that you thought that we'd be more at each other? Were you, you were more ready to fight. But what I knew, I, that's why in the intro I wanted to come super just like... Because you knew it would shift. Shit, just like go crazy. Because when we watch things together, it's different. It's to different. become one. And we're going to come back to this war conversation too because I got more to say. And at the end, there's more, to, there's more that to be seen. There's yeah. so many angles to this. Yeah. But I think we chose... I think it was... I mean, <clears throat> not me, you. I think... I, my choice to include come and see was pretty essential because I wasn't going to talk about the podcast now without it. You're not an idiot. Because I knew I needed to get one that you would at least <laughs> be like, okay, well, I understand this has worth. Because I was like, I'm not going to have that conversation because it'll just be infuriating. And you know, villainous Germans. Getcha. A place I never go and people I'll never talk to. How do you, I can't, I can't stop. We're going to stop this dude. This is a long episode. Oh. But it's worth it. And this is, this is our most serious meaty. Yeah. What are your feelings during the last twenty minutes when when it's when it's them standing around the group of Germans and the mix of reactions yeah. the, the, the between like complete cowardice and, and the differences between the genuine German Nazis and the recruits that were picked up in fucking Poland or wherever avoiding, but this is something I say like, like the ones looking to, to scapegoat themselves to, to, right 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 and but, then the one who finally is like bitch let me the Nazi who's like let me tell you to straight your country doesn't deserve to exist all of you nasty ethnic peasants spread communism and I, we will root you out and then they're like okay well now we're just gonna kill off <laughs> but it's still like I, I when you when I approaching any scene like that that be like about retaliation I, I tense up you, you feel like you you have a chance to fumble there and i think that the, the awkward length of that scene and the messiness of it really and then ending with the like about to burn the them and under then the bridge the fire yes and then the fire in the in the water that really just yeah. i'm like oh you were already doing backflips and then you just you stuck a perfect landing to me i mean the way i feel is i after I get past, I don't want to be doing this right now. I Bitch. just want to go away. Can I walk out? Get me out, out of can this puddle. Yeah, can I just stop? Are you kidding? You'd rather be anywhere else in the world. Yes, it's re- it's very well done in the way that it visualizes. And like what you're talking about, the Juggles, different perspectives. Of, yeah, it's the different faces. It's so easy. And even the crying. You have the characters who, who see them no difference and, 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 and just damn them all. But the camera doesn't completely do that which is well, hard the to laughter, achieve there's the 
emotionless. There's the crying amongst the people committing the crimes. Um, but you do. It is for yeah. It's subtle. It's in there. Yeah, I just. It's oh. really. Oh no! But now I'm going back. I we could talk about this forever. But <laughs> <laughs> I think about um, how it's flipped that in Apocalypse Now you start with the oppressors being horrible to each other, la- complete loss of morality, lost in the wind. But but in a weird way that's almost kind of you kind of admire them and you right. That's kind of strange. Whereas in in Come and See it puts that at the end and, and it, it somehow achieves an even greater feat, which is kind of humanizes some of the psychotic Nazis who are acting completely psychotic, like they're in a play. And that's, that's like, wow, that's, you just got to what I look for in filmmaking mm. and what I love. Can you add that complexity to side characters can you add that complexity to villains while the villainous acts are still turned up to such high but operatic can th- you also and yet it's can you also do that to victims when they're not the main characters so that is the fatal flaw of apocalypse now that i'm gonna get back to again it's like it is all about humanizing the aggressors the oppressors whatever the f you want to call it mm-hmm and then in Come and See, it's the opposite. So imagine it's, it's like everything. the it's... Vietnamese Come and See. I know. Yeah. That's the only Vietnam War movie I would ever watch again. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't need any oh, of the American ones. I kind of want you to see, to see Full Metal Jacket. I think it's a really interesting third part of the triangle. I do. Sorry. I just, war movies are so, like, we're talking about, when we're talking about Come and See, we're talking about one yeah. And in the U.S., they make so fucking many, and they all. That's the thing. Like once you I see, can't do it. I when can't you see do the, um, Larissa Shapiko's The Ascent, that's another complete banger. In a com- very different mode. Yeah, it's slower. It's black and white, and it plays almost like a Bergman-esque faith. You know, kind of like chiaroscuro. Yeah, like drama dramatic piece yeah. that ends in a, in a very very like contained dramatic situation um yeah. very good no I, that i know there's things to see yeah and there's more to talk about we did like the Catherine bigelow of it all the, <sighs> the boat travail of it all oh just i want to talk about clint eastwood, clint eastwood. american sniper oh my no exactly that's that's what i'm talking about yeah um, so I'm just saying there's a lot to get into. We'll continue it. Tease, tease, tease. I'm obsessed with this episode, though. Yeah. I think it was really genius. I think we're actually scholars. Yeah. We should end on the, you know, those like Bruce Nauman um, neons that are like raw war, raw war, back and forth, or like a flaccid and erect penis back and forth, back and forth. Like some artist? After. I'll show it you afterwards. Yeah, sure. like a minimalist. Yeah. I'll show you. Just leaving with that? I love you. I love you, too. This was lovely. People wait. Then people on the on the audio will think we're. Oh man. Okay. Wait. Turn it off so we can. Cinema.